Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 194, and today we're going to be talking about my income update. I'm also going to be sharing with you why numbers are down and why I'm excited, right? Wait a minute. Scott, what What did you just say? You're excited because your numbers are down? Well, I'm going to explain here shortly. So this is going to be a little bit of a personal uh, story, and I'm, I'm hoping that because I'm going to share it with you that you're going to learn from it, and you're going to also see that no matter where your business is today, you will have challenges, period. Okay, you will have challenges. I will guarantee that, all right? You will have challenges. I've been in business with my father, with my wife. Uh, you know, I've I've managed other businesses that I've been associated with, either working for them or, uh, you know, just being a part of that company. And I've always seen challenges. There's never going to be just smooth sailing. And if it is, you might want to take another look at the business and see if you're really pushing it to its limit to where you can get the most out of that business, all right? Now, before we jump into today's discussion and some numbers that I'm going to share with you, I wanted to give a little shout out to my Periscope peeps. Why? Because you guys are awesome. All right. And, uh, you know, you guys know that I hang out on Periscope quite often and really it's a place for me to share the ups, the downs, the challenges, uh, the things that we're excited about, the things that we're, you know, looking forward to certain rants that I go on. That right there is happening on Periscope, and a lot of you are over there already, and if you're not, definitely come over and join the party. It's a it's a great platform. I'm really loving it right now because I'm able to connect with you more on a personal level. If you guys have any questions or anything like that, that's a great place for you to connect with me and get those questions answered, and we can do that in real time. So if you guys are not on Periscope, head over to periscope.tv. Look up at Scott Volker. You'll find me, follow me, and then you'll get any updates when I go ahead and click that live broadcast button. So definitely go over and check me out on Periscope. If you guys want to see any of the past Periscopes that I've done, uh, I record usually all of them. I have them uploaded to YouTube. You can check them out at theamazingseller.com forward slash scope, S-C-O-P-E. And then also want to remind you guys that we are including show notes now to all of the episodes, doing that for you, by the way, because you guys said that you wanted them, so we decided to include them. You can download them on this particular episode or on any future episodes. This one here is episode 194, so you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 194. You'll find all the show notes there. You can read them there or you can download them. You'll also have show notes with kind of bullet points of what we covered here and all that stuff. So uh, definitely go check them out if you're interested in uh, grabbing those show notes and the transcripts. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Let me go ahead and uh, before I share any numbers or any kind of like lessons learned or things that I've learned over, you know, let's see here, we've got February and March. Um, Those are the two two months that I'm going to be kind of covering and kind Kind of what what kind of gave me this realization, um, you know, of things that I need to be aware of. All right, but let me just say that uh, you know the podcast in the very very beginning, I had no idea what it was going to grow into. I I didn't know how many people I would be reaching, and I just I didn't really care at that point. I was doing it, and I still am, is to just help people and share kind of my journey and then now other people's journeys because now I'm helping people that are doing better than I am, which is great, right? But I never wanted to be that guy that said like, look at my numbers, 
And, uh, you know, they're always good, right? They're, they're always great. There's no downside. Scott never has a bump in the road. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. I never want to be that guy. I never will be that guy. And it's kind of like, you know, you, you, you take it or leave it. Okay. And I just want to stress that because there's a lot of people out there that are saying, you know, they're only showing their best, right? To me, that's not authentic. That's not real, right? We all have struggles. You will have struggles. If your business is doing well now, you probably will have a dip. All right. And you need to know how to mentally deal with that. And I'm going to share with you how I'm mentally dealing with it and what I'm doing about it. All right. So I just want to put that right out there. All right. And I never want to tell you something that doesn't work or that I haven't tried. Um, I don't want to do theory. Um, I, if, if I'm going to share something, it's either something I've done or something that someone else has done and uh, that I know has either worked or hasn't worked. Because uh, sometimes if you share something that doesn't work, that's also helpful, right? Because now we know not to do that. Or maybe we got to be more cautious, all right? Um, but bottom line is, guys, I want to be an open book. And that's what I'm going to do here today with you as well. And I'm going to share with you what I'm going to do to hopefully, you know, get through this, all right? I'm going to share with you my current, like, issues, my struggles that I'm, I'm dealing with. One of them right now, one of, one of my big ones right now, and I haven't shared this really with anyone, is that, you know, since doing the podcast... Uh, since starting this thing over, what, almost 14 months now, 15 months now, uh, you know, my Amazon business has slipped a little, okay? And the reason is, and I know why, it's because my time has been spent away from my Amazon business, and I kind of went on cruise control, right? Things were going good, so guess what? I let off the gas pedal a little bit. Right. Because now I'm focusing on over here. I've got I've got this podcast, which is which is great. And I'm reaching a ton of people and people are getting tons of value and they're starting their own businesses and they're doing 10,000 a month or 20,000 a month or in some cases, 60 or 80,000 dollars a month. And they're all doing, you know, doing great. And, you know, some people are are, you know, figuring out this is the right business model for them. So you're helping a lot of people, but then something is sacrificing. There's time that goes into everything. And, you know, since, you know, I've kind of realized this, I've been trying to put things in place that allow me to focus on all of it, right? But it's not easy, right? It's not easy. And you'll find that, I mean, if you have a nine to five job and you're trying to build this Amazon business on the side, you know that something is going to suffer somewhere. Either you're going to spend too much time on your Amazon business and then your boss is going to say you're not paying enough attention to your job, right? We, we know that. Something has to give, right? So you got to find that balance. Um, and, and that's really what I am struggling with right now. But that doesn't mean that all of a sudden I say, okay, guess what? I'm not going to do the podcast anymore. I'm not going to help anyone. I'm just going to go and focus on this thing over here. That's just not me. And I don't think anyone should do that. I think then you should look at what you're doing and then figure out a way or figure out those weaknesses and then have other people either help you with those weaknesses. So in this case, I have reached out. Uh, a lot of you know that I have a second brand that I've started with a partner. That partner now is helping me in my regular everyday business as well with the daily operations. So, you know, and I've been totally open with you guys about that. And I think anyone that can leverage someone else should do so, you know, if it's the right fit, of course, right? But you have to understand that if you are focusing all of your attention somewhere and you're not paying attention to your other, you know, your other side of things, then something is going to give. And I, I, I believe that that's part of my issue. Okay. But I'm going to go over all of the things that I'm going to do to fix this situation. And, and hopefully this will help you by me being open and honest and, and really being transparent is, is allowing you to see, you know, what I'm doing, but also, uh, you know, what I'm, 
what I've learned and kind of like what I'm doing to to fix these these different situations. So let's go ahead and just take a quick glance at the numbers, okay? And I'm not going to drill down into the nitty gritty as far as like you know I bought a ream of paper and you know all that stuff, right? But basically the numbers look like this. So February 2016, actually January, I had a pretty good month. It was like 35 grand in revenue, okay? And that wasn't profit, but that was pretty good. Now February we took a hit, and we're talking this is the one brand. So 21,500 dollars was generated through that brand. Uh, it was 1,300, or let's see, 1,328 orders, 1,495 on the units. So about 1,500 units sold. Our pay-per-click was at 2,500. We, we, our margins went down, and again, I'll get into this with my lessons learned, about 22 to 25% margin. And uh, one of the big, big reasons you guys heard me talk about when I had that issue that I had to pull my inventory because I had a problem with one of the bundles, I had to pull that inventory. Well, guess what? It took a lot of of profit out of there because I had to pay to get that pulled and I got to pay to get it reshipped back in again. So we're trying to also liquidate some of that. And, um, but again, it's, it's like a break even, um, on that. So it's, you lost, but you didn't quite lose because you haven't sold it to make your money back out again, if that makes sense. But that's part of the reason that I'm kind of, uh, saying that, I had, that month there, the, the the numbers were down on especially that product because, well, we had an issue there, right? So we had to deal with it, okay? You didn't want to, but you did. Um, so that was that. So that's uh, that's that. Brand two, uh, $6,119 was, was generated, which is pretty good. And um, after cost of goods and all that stuff, um, you know, that was there. It was a thousand bucks. So basically, between the two brands, we were able to still do about $27,200 in revenue. And again, about between the two, about 25 to 28% margin. Okay. So again, not great, not where I want to be. But again, you can see that we've diversified. We have another second brand going that's kind of helping pull things along. Um, and then the other brand, we're still trying to figure that stuff out. Okay. So again, just to be totally 100% honest with you guys and, and showing you guys, like this is like the inside look. All right. So now March, 2016, the numbers, uh, for the one brand was $19,831 and 52 cents. Uh, we had 1,243 orders, 1,407 units, uh, 1,407 units sold total pay-per-click was about 1800 bucks. Uh, there we are still about a 23 to a 25% margin again, because we're, we ran into that issue where we had to pull that inventory and, uh, and now trying to liquidate it as well and trying to just get rid of it, um, because we had that, that issue with it, get rid of it in a sense that we had to take it back. We had to repackage it in a sense and then, and then ship it back in. So, you know, you're eating into your profit whenever you have to do something like that. That's why it is important that you, uh, either get a third party inspecting company or you inspect it yourself. Now, I personally did not go through all of my boxes and a lot of you know that I have my stuff shipped to me. Now I have it shipped to my partner and then he can go through it, but we don't go through all 2000 units. But an inspection company, they can do more of a thorough look like that. So we are looking into that. Um, and again, then second brand, uh, we did 66.75. So combined, uh, if you took those two and, and uh, combined those two, we're still right over the... Um, what was that? That was 27,000. Again, about 25% uh, margin, uh, maybe upwards of 28% margin. Again, still trying to work on those margins after we get through that liquidation, that kind of uh, where we had to pull that inventory and now trying to get that money back out again. So just to let you know, these past couple of months been a little shaky, right? And that's where I really had to have this, this look. I had to say, you know, what the heck is going on here, Scott? You know, we got to go ahead and we got to figure this stuff out. What, what can we do to fix this situation? 
All right. And, and again, so that's what I want to go through here with you. And this is like the lessons learned and then also what I'm now doing about it. Okay. To, to help grow the businesses. All right. So number one, and this is a big one and I'm learning this in brand number one is I didn't differentiate the product uh, as much as I should have in the beginning. And again, this was something that I learned in the very, very beginning because I was kind of like that rapid fire guy. I wanted to test out this product. I tested it. It did really good out of the gate, did really well. I kind of just let it ride. I'm still letting it ride and it's still doing okay. And, uh, you know, that, that right now is kind of coming back to bite me a little bit because I got comfortable, right? I, I put that on cruise control in a sense, right? My biggest thing here is don't just slap a label on something. Okay, you need to make it different. You need to add features. You need to bundle. And these are all things that I'm doing currently right now that I'm trying to implement myself. Okay, so, you know, some people say, well, Scott, is it harder now than it was when you first started? And and the answer is yes, it is in a sense that you can't just put your label on something and then expect to sell it without differentiating it. Okay. So that's the, that's the big change I would say, you know, and it's not a huge change, but yes, you have to look through people's reviews, see what you can change, see what you can fix, see what people are complaining about, make your product better. Um, and so that's bit, that's one big takeaway that I would say. Number two is I'm finding that adding more SKUs can definitely help your brand. Now, I don't mean just go throw a bunch of stuff out there and see what sticks. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying having a plan in place to launch more SKUs. Now, that could be maybe, and I'm kind of playing around with this as well, maybe wholesaling a few products to get more SKUs in there. Your margins are less, but maybe doing a wholesale, almost like you're doing AliExpress method, where you can test a product at a lower price, okay, as far as inventory goes, seeing what does stick on that, or see if you can get some momentum and then private labeling that and making that product better. That's another option. I'm not sure if I'm going to go 100% down that avenue, but I'm thinking about it, all right? But currently, right now, we've got two products, actually, let's see, three products that are in line. One of them just went live. Two other ones are about four weeks out, and we've got about five other ones in the hopper. Now, that's another thing, okay? And this is another part of the lessons learned is, while you're sitting back on cruise control, as I was, uh, you know, you probably want to have some research being done on a regular basis. Now, I was doing some research here and there, but it wasn't scheduled. I think once you get up and running, because you guys know that I've always said this, that once you're starting, that's the most work you're putting into this thing. Once you get up and running, you know the system, you know how the, the launch process works and all that stuff, then it's really just a matter of rinse and repeat, right? But you still need to be doing that research. So this way here, you can have a hopper of different products that you can just go, okay, which one's next? That one. Let's go ahead. Let's just kind of validate it again real quick. Let's verify it. Then let's boom, let's go ahead and launch it. I'm talking about doing the research, but then also getting the suppliers lined up. So you don't have to do all that work. You can just go ahead and pull the next product and get ready to to start launching it. Okay. And that's what I'm working on right now. And I've got, like I said, I've got uh, three in line. I've got five others in the hopper and I've got maybe even about three or four other ones in the next hopper, okay? Because I think that that's really important to schedule that time to do your research so you can start to have these other SKUs that you can put in place, okay? When when you, you know, when you're ready. Uh, and I think when you have more SKUs, you don't necessarily have to be banking on one, two, or three products. And that's kind of what I fell into the trap of because I had three or four products that were doing okay. Um, but now if one, one of those goes down, then kind of like it takes everything with it. But if you have five, if you have seven, if you have 10, if you have 15, if you have 20, you can see what I'm saying. The more you have, um, without 
again, diluting, uh, you know, just by, you know, out there throwing out crap. We don't want to do that. But with thro- throwing out products that you feel are going to be add to your product line or your secondary brand or however you want to do it. All right. But by doing that, you diversify the products and the SKUs. So if you have three sales over here, 10 sales over here, eight sales over here, they all start to add up. And I'm starting to see more of that now with even in within my own business and my other you know, that other brand. Um, and I'm seeing other people that I'm working with that that also makes a difference, okay? Um, so that's that. So again, researching, having that part of your, of your, I guess, not your, doesn't have to be your day-to-day, but it has to be in your plan. It has to be in your weekly plan. Maybe you set aside an hour or two or three and do that product research. So this way here, you have those products in place, okay? And don't get comfortable, all right? Now, the last thing I want to mention here is something that I am also experimenting with, and I'm, I'm pretty close to where we're almost ready to start doing it, but I have to wait because the product isn't here yet. Once it is, it, it definitely fits the criteria of building an outside sales funnel. So this is kind of what we're looking at. So let's say that we go and we identify the market uh, or the, the place that our market is hanging out. Let's just use Facebook, right? So let's say Facebook has a fan page um, that is that is all talking about, you know, cooking and Italian cooking and everything around, you know, cooking. It's my market, right? Because I'm selling garlic presses, right? So I would then take and create a Facebook ad that would target that Facebook fan page or that audience. And then I would create a piece of content on a blog that I can then send people from the Facebook ad over to the blog post that gives them information about this particular market. So if it was Italian cooking, it would be, you know, the top, you know, five quick recipes for the busy mom, something like that. And of course you would have your garlic press nested inside of that content or wrapped around that content or inside of that content. And then from there, people are getting value and they may want to buy your product. Okay. Especially if you're making mentions of how beautiful it works, right? So you, the, the concept here is to find the audience, run an ad to that audience, drive them to a free piece of content on a blog, have a place for them to opt in and give you their email address. So this way here, they can uh, get on your email list so you can then send them more information about what they just signed up for, what they just requested for. It could be five recipes, could be 10 recipes. And then every week you send them another five recipes, right? So you're able to communicate with them. And then you can either point them to your Amazon listing or you can point them to your e-commerce store. So that's what we're really starting to work on as an external channel so we're not so dependent on Amazon. But again, I would always start on Amazon, validate, verify. Once we get momentum, then we start building out that external channel and that's what we're looking at doing. Again, I'll be reporting back on this because this is an experiment that I will be running and I'll be sharing it with you. If it works, great. If it doesn't, I'll let you know that too. Um, So that's really everything that I wanted to share here on this episode and to let you know that there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And if you if you just sit back, once you start to get some momentum and you just sit back and take your foot off the gas, you, you will lose in that game. Because, because what's going to happen is, is you're going to get, you know, really comfortable and then you're not going to be trying to expand or you're not going to be trying to add. And then what's going to happen is if you start to see a dip in sales, everything is going to be affected rather than you continually growing. So you almost need to put a plan in place that says every quarter or every month we launch one new product. 
right? And if you do that, think about that. At the end of the year, you'd have 12 products. And that's kind of like my mentality now is like every quarter, I want to have at least three new products launched. If I have more, great. If I have three, then that's what it's going to be. But at least this way here, I know the, the process. I know what I need to do in order to make that happen. But the deadline is each quarter, there needs, there needs to be three uh, new products, three new SKUs that are in there, okay? And then from there, the other part of that would be once you get that product up there, once you get it validated, once you start getting some momentum, once you feel like you've you've exhausted uh, the pay-per-click and all that stuff, then you can say, okay, now let's start building out this external funnel so we can start getting an email list and also some other outside traffic that can bring people back to Amazon or even sell them on our own e-commerce store. Okay, so that's like the big overall picture of what I'm looking at. I think everyone should be, but you have to start small, right? You have to start somewhere, all right? The one thing that I want to share with you guys, one little tip here I learned from Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, that is, um, is he he said this one thing. It really it really stuck out to me. It really like made an impression on me, and it makes a lot of sense because I'm kind of like feeling this in a sense, but you need to, this is what he said. He goes, you need to pretend that you were going out of business every single day, right? So pretend you're going out of business every single day and what that will do is it'll make you hustle. It'll make you always need to go out there and grow your business, okay? If you're not doing that, again, you're just like, a week goes by, you're good. A week goes by, you're good. You put in these little tentative goals. Okay, cool, whatever, right? But if you pretend that if you don't do what you're setting out to do, you will be out of business. And then what, right? Then what? So I think that's a great thing to kind of implement into your thought process. That's what I'm going to be currently doing. That's kind of what I'm currently doing now, even though I'm not going out of business. But I do want to think like, oh my gosh, I've got to get a hold of this thing because I want to grow this thing. I want to grow this thing to be the best that it can be, right? I don't want to just settle. And I don't think anyone should settle. So depending on where you are in the process, if you're brand new, then just understand that it's a process, okay? And you got to get started. So that's the first thing for you is to get started, all right? The second thing to this is people that are already making some money, okay? It could be $5,000 a month, could be ten, could be twenty, could be $50, $100, whatever it is. Even though you're at those different numbers, you're still facing the same obstacles. So because of that, you just need to understand that if you get comfortable, your business will slip eventually, okay? And you do not want that to happen, all right? So just, again, pretend that you're going out of business every single day and it will force you to hustle. It'll force you to grow your business, your brand, and take you to the next level. And that's currently what I'm working on as we speak, as we record this. I'm actually excited about it. I'm actually excited that this actually is happening in a sense because it does force me to be aware. It forces me to pay attention. If my numbers just stayed consistently every single month, I wouldn't think anything of it. I'd be like, oh, that's cool, good, okay, we're good, we're good, we're good, right? But if you wanna grow, you have to pay attention to the numbers, and if they don't move, well, then we don't know if we've grown and we don't know if we've if we've kind of like went backwards, right? So we need to pay attention to that stuff, but whenever you start to slide, guess what? You wake up in a hurry, all right? And uh, I'd rather make it so we can grow Slide back a little, grow, slide back a little, grow. So this way here, you're never coming back down under uh, what you started at, okay? Um, so I'm kind of rambling here, guys, but I just wanted to share with you um, kind of my experience, kind of being you know totally transparent with you so you guys can see that 
you know, someone that could appear to have everything under control doesn't necessarily always have everything under control. And this goes for people that are multimillionaires as well. They have problems as well. They have ups, they have downs. Um, it's just different levels, right? It's different levels. And we've always heard that, right? You know, the more you make, you make, uh, you know, the more problems you make. And that's true, uh, because you can, you can afford more, but the same thing happens if you're the small guy, right? You still have problems. If you're trying to get that first product to market, but you're running into a customs issue, that's a big problem for you, right? But the person that has a business that's doing a hundred thousand dollars a month and they run into customs issues, they have problems too. Same, just at a different level. All right. So hopefully this has been helpful. Again, I just wanted to kind of put it all out there for you let you guys know that you know business is about ups and downs it's kind of a roller coaster ride and you just have to be willing to adapt you have to be willing to accept it and and also you know see it and then be able to react all right and again i just want to leave you with that you know what what gary v had said was which was pretend that you're going out of business every single day and if you do that it's going to force you to not be comfortable. It's going to force you to take action. It's going to force you to grow. It's going to force you to do all of the things that you need to take your business and make it more stable and also grow and go to the next level. All right. And then just by learning through these experiences will help you in the future when you face these other certain problems. Okay. So again, I'm glad that this is happening to me. I'm excited because it's forcing me to what? Wake up, right? And get out there and hustle. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm going to try to balance everything, like I said, for you guys, because you know, it's, it's something here now that with the podcast, I don't want to ever give up. I want to be able to still go out there and help people and, uh, you know, at all different levels. And, uh, and this podcast has definitely allowed me to do that. So I want to thank each and every one of you that have reached out and that have said, Scott, I love it that you share everything with us. Don't stop. And this is, this episode was definitely for you, uh, because I know that myself personally too, I don't want to just see all of the, all of the glory, right? All of the good. I want to see the ups, the downs, the struggles, the things that happen in someone's business every single day. So this way here, we realize that it's normal and it's okay. And that can help us push ourselves when we go through one of those obstacles. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap this up. I think that I've talked long enough. And I wanted to, once again, just say thank you so much for being a listener of the podcast. You guys are awesome. I really, really do appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, thank you so much for sending the emails, uh, you know, the blog comments, uh, iTunes reviews, wherever you're connecting with me. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. And I read each and every one of them. And I just want to again say thank you. All right. So remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you back here on the next episode.